Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. The Premier League All Access podcast is proud to be brought to you by Ladbrokes. Stay ahead of all the big games in the best league in the world, the Premier League. With the latest odds, form guides, expert opinions and more, the fans are the players at Ladbrokes. Are you in? Let's go. Play at ladbrokes.com, 18 plus, begambleaware.org, T's and C's apply. This is a game day podcast from Talk Sport. Game day, your verdict. The Premier League is back after the international break and, as ever, it delivered some great entertainment on game day with TalkSport. Tottenham struggled to a draw at home against Watford, Manchester City picked up a vital win in the title race against bogeyside Crystal Palace and there was plenty of VAR controversy as well. Also on today's podcast, we will hear from the manager and captain of Harangay Borough, Tom Loizu and Raheem Richards, after an allegation of racial abuse in the FA Cup match with Yeovil saw the game abandoned. At the end of a week where racism in football has dominated the headlines and the Premier League brought their no room for racism campaign to the fore. You've had your say on TalkSport and TalkSport 2. Here's the very best of your thoughts from the full-time phone-in with Adrian Durham and Perry Groves and your verdict with me, Laura Woods and Darren Bent. This is the Game Day Your Verdict podcast. Right, let's get straight into it then and head over to the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium with John Motson. What an outstanding performance by Watford from a club in their position. I've got to say that first. And what another underwhelming day for Tottenham Hotspur. I've got to say that second. Because really, that sums up a game which had nearly everything in the second half. Penalty appeals, near misses. Not a lot of shape to it, not a lot of classy football, but my goodness, there was excitement. And there was this period when Watford had to hang on for what could well have been today three points but in the end for Watford it's only one it might recharge their season it's Tottenham Hotspur one Watford one Tony is another Spurs fan he's been at the game how are you feeling Tony I just uh, beside myself it is, it is rotten from top to bottom I've, I've rarely seen the club in such a, a mess as they are now and I'll, I'll explain that to you we have got the vast majority of our players are either gone backwards in form I don't know how that's happened. Or they're out of contract and their attitude just sticks. Lloris has gone backwards in form. Sanchez has gone backwards in form. Danny Rose, the Tongan, Ericsson, Oldovero, they're all out of contract. And you can see it on their attitude that, that it absolutely stinks. Uh, Eric Dyer and Deli Alley, we would have got £100-plus million pounds for them two years ago. We'd, we'd get £10 million for the two of them this year. And so people have gone backwards with form. Our manager... You know, he is just a puppet. He's an absolute puppet. The way that Levy has treated Pochettino, if Pochettino in the summer would have said, I'm out of here, I've done all I can, but I'm getting no support and no backing, no one could have complained. He would have walked out with his head held high. But he continues to stay at the club. Levy continues to make him promises. 
Don't bring Danny Rose on the tour of Asia. He's going to be gone. You sure? I won't bring him. He doesn't bring him. He doesn't get sold. And now he's playing for us with an attitude of someone that just doesn't want to be there. When Potts said at the press conference this week, I don't need to freshen up in January. Levy must have been rubbing his hands. He's a dream manager for Daniel Levy. Because Daniel Levy repeats the same behaviour, no backing, and Potts just stays there. Tony, can, can, Tony, Daniel, so Levy's, Daniel Levy's not going to go because he's doing the job that the owner oh, wants of him, OK? So does that mean Potts has to go? Um, no, Potts has to do one of two things. He has to either buck his ideas up and get his attitude back on track, or walk away. And if he walks away, I've got no problem. Because he's just not going to be back. Tony, he ain't walking but, away. He ain't walking away from millions and millions of pounds. What, what do you mean he's not walking away? What's he going to be on the dole if he leaves us? No, but he's not going to walk. If he, if he resigns, he doesn't get any money. They'd, they'd have to come to a mutual agreement. He'd want every penny that he was owed. Well, then stop being a puppet and have a press conference this week where he stood there and said, he sat there and said, I do not need to freshen up in January. That was awful today. That was absolutely awful. Listen, Tony, we're just going to have to leave it there. You will want to listen to this. Here's the moose with Maurizio Pochettino. Maurizio, how relieved are you tonight? Yes, and then, uh, yes, big, big relief. Uh, of course, um, I'm very... Very happy in the way that we fight in the second half, never give up, uh, the character that we show. Of course, that we need to improve in our performance. I think we cannot concede. The, in the last two games, we concede two early goals and so easy for the opponent. And that is a thing that we need to improve and learn. And of course, after the um, uh, the defeat again, Bayern Munich is, 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 is tough for the team. And when you concede in Brighton and concede today, uh, but today... We, I think the game was different. Uh, the team showed the the character, and on the end we we can score, and and of course the team deserve fight. Uh, nothing to say. Very happy, very happy because I think step by step we are going to build the, so this um, to be solid and start to um, to show our quality because uh, the team have quality. You say you're happy with the team's character. They were booed off at halftime. I, I thought they were they weren't great first half. If I'm honest. No, no, I agree, agree, agree. No, 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 no. I, I agree. Uh, we are all disappointed with the. No, of course, uh, disappointed with the performance in the first half because I think it was tough uh, to concede in the way that we concede. I see very poor um, goal that we concede again. Um, with Brighton was the same. With Brighton was difficult because it was so close the the um, um, the, um, the game that we in uh, Champions League we play with um, with Bayern Munich. But today I think the team show great character and, and of course, uh, disappointed. And then to play in this atmosphere uh, when, uh, you know, um, um, or when the moment is not uh, great for us and the things go again, I think uh, the player uh, were great and show character and and I was professional player and I know that it's so difficult to play in this type of situation. That is why I am happy the character that we show in the second half. Last one from me. Um, first of all, was it a goal or was it, or was it handball? Because it looked to hit Deli either on the top of the shoulder or the arm. No, I was I was watching. I think was was goal. Okay, good go. And secondly, when when is this? slump going to end Bayern Munich Brighton today I mean normally you'd expect to beat Watford at home is it going to end Tuesday against Red Star is that when your team are going to finally come out and 
I say step by step. Always is you cannot from zero to 100 in in in, in one game. I think the most important now is to build uh, the confidence, the trust uh, that we lose after the the terrible result against Bayern Munich. Always is is difficult to recover from there, but I think step by step we are going to recover our our trust and our confidence and play more relaxed. Thanks for talking to us live on TalkSport 2 there. Uh, Michel Pochettino, the Spurs manager, Adrian. Uh, nice one, uh, Moose. Uh, Spurs fans have heard that. If they want to react to it, feel free. 08717 Let's speak to a Watford fan who was at the game. Spurs won, Watford's won. Carl is with us on the show. What do you want to say, Carl? You want to talk about VAR, do you? Adrian, I'm livid. I'm standing on the platform looking at all these Spurs fans that have got a point. It is outrageous. Outrageous what's happened today. Is an absolute joke. VAR should be in the paper tomorrow for an assist. They should get nine out of ten VAR. We have been robbed. We're bottom of the league. We need points. And today we have been robbed by the thing that's supposed to make this game bigger and better. It is a joke. An absolute joke. Well, are, you, are you saying that the goal shouldn't have stood? No, of course he It said no goal. It came up, no goal, I said. If it says no goal, it's no goal. And then all of a sudden the guy goes, oh, sorry, I pushed the wrong button. It's a goal. <laughs> It's a joke, mate. I'm sorry. It's an absolute joke of the system. What are we doing to our game? What are we doing to it? Hey, do you know what? I, I did say I was one of the few. I said that this was going to... Things with VAR are going to happen. One, you're going to have more breaks in the game because you'll have uh, um, Budweiser or Foster yeah. sponsor VAR, right? Because that well, the TV comes want that in. And two... Oh, the beers are available. Yeah. Are available. And two... You're going to get a generation of fans. We had to, uh, Harry, I think it was the Wolves caller, who said they all celebrated. There's going to be a generation of fans that don't celebrate a goal because they'll be worried that it's going to be chalked off. Well, yeah. I'll, tell you, I'll tell you what, Carl. I mean, it sounds like whoever's running that screen has really taken the you-know-what out of Watford fans today. Who, who, whoever, whoever running that screen today, maybe come to the town all tomorrow and apologise in front of every single fan that turned up today they are an absolute embarrassment to the Premier League and an embarrassment to football. Let's speak to a Spurs fan. Jake, welcome to the show. Hi. Hello, Jake. Hi. <laughs> Hello. Yes. How are you doing, by the way? Did you go to the game today? Where did you watch it? Yeah, we were at the game today. Ah. So what was it like? So when the goal went in, we initially, the whole crowd went very, very mental that we went in because it was a last-minute equaliser, as we would. <laughs> and then... And then the no, and then the no goal went up and the whole crowd was shocked with the Watford fans cheering. But all the players went to the halfway line thinking it was a goal. And then about maybe 10 to 30 seconds later, the referee blows his whistle and confirms it's a goal and we kick off. Hmm. So it must be a little weird love-hate relationship with you as a Spurs fans and VAR because for, for so many decisions, it's helped you out. Uh, and then today, again, I'm not saying it helped you out necessarily because... I mean, you're going to watch it back. I don't know if you've seen it yet, but I, I imagine you're going to say it definitely wasn't a handball and it was quite rightly allowed. But yeah. the problem really today wasn't necessarily down with the technology deciding the actual implications of whether or not it was a goal. It's just the way it's been represented. So I suppose really for, for you guys, communication-wise, is it taking... Somebody described it earlier on as a mood hoover. Would you say, <laughs> would you say that's about along the right lines? Yeah, I would. I think <laughs> they are at the moment. They have to really confirm what they're doing. Like I think we today we had multiple chances that VAR should have been been had uh, had a say, and we had a lot of penalty claims that were not even checked by VAR. Ah, oh, so you think actually that ultimately there should have been you guys should have won the game, and that there were refereeing decisions that didn't go your way. Yeah, personally, I I, I really do think that's true because 
uh, Danny Rose, I saw, was fouled in the box very once, maybe even if not twice. Mm. Jake, while yeah. I've got you on, let's just distract, uh, detract from VAR for a second. Mm. I just want your thoughts, because Darren and I have been discussing what the problems are with Spurs at the moment. Where do you think the blame should lie? Because ultimately you are, you're underperforming. Well, I think it's a bit of everything with Pochettino starting from it, but also Daniel Levy. But even though he has put money in the summer, so I do disagree with a lot of fans saying he's not funded it, but in the summer he's done what Tottenham's given. But I just think in January, if he doesn't open the bank account, there's the, he, uh, the club's got to rethink. And if, if we just keep on losing games... The team is the team moral does not just does not look good, and I think it's time to get a change in managerial. But do you, do you not worry though? Um, for, for instance, if for first of all in January, that four of your best players could be on the way out. That's like that's half yeah, the team. I know. Danny Rose, Toby over the wild, Vertonghen, and Christian Eriksen. Yeah, yeah, they're, they're quality players on their day, but at the moment they just doesn't look like they want to be at the club. And if they don't want to be at the club, mm. even though they're vital players for us. It's just time for them to go. Jake, what did you say just there about Marcio Pochettino and about yeah. change in management? Well, he's 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 done us great, um, no denial. But if he just keeps on keeps on losing games, even though he is not the main cause, but he is a bit of the blame, then it we I think personally we should fight. We should get a new manager. <gasps> but do, do you understand? I mean, I, me, I would never sack him. I think he's 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 a brilliant manager. But I'm just thinking, if you do let him go. Then who do you bring in? Who's going to replace him? And secondly, you think whoever comes in is going to take him take Spurs further than Pochettino did? Well, personally, if the only replacement to me that I would take for Pochettino is Jose Mourinho. He's a board winner, and we need we need winners at the club who can bring him. But he needs a lot. Away, he so needs he, a lot of money. He spends a lot of money. Uh, yeah, but I think Daniel Levy, with a if we can get Jose in, he knows his greatness and no. he can do it. And Jose loves going to clubs where they weren't doing that well and change them into winners. Jake, what is it about watching Spurs play, by the way, that you enjoy? What is it about the style of play that Spurs play that you enjoy watching? Well, at the moment, that we have, a, there's not much to enjoy. We just play football side, sideways, backwards. Harry Winks in the middle, sideways, backwards. We just don't want to, well, we don't, just don't want to attack. When, can I ask you a question? When Manchester United had Jose, were you one of the, the, the fans that criticised and, and that laughed at Manchester United for the way that Jose wanted them to play? Be honest. Well, I wasn't laughing, but... But you were it, criticising, weren't you? Yeah, I, I was <laughs> criticising at the time. That's what you're going to get if you get Jose. Mm, I disagree with you. Why? Because we, we in our club, I just think that the moral needs to change. And with Jose bringing in, everyone knows his greatness in the club. And I, they're all <sighs> Listen, I, I know Jose's a born winner, but you've got to look. We went to Madrid, they obviously spent a lot of money there. He's gone to United, spent a lot of money. Chelsea spent a lot of money and Spurs just don't do that. So I'm not quite sure you need a manager that's going to come in with, with that kind of philosophy. I mean, Pochettino, I know obviously Spurs are underperforming a little bit this season, but he got you to a Champions League final last season on, limit, on a limited budget. So I just think if you're asking Jose Mourinho to come in and do a job that he's never really done before on a limited budget, unless you go back to Porto, I'm not quite sure how he's going to take the club forward. Game day, your verdict on Talk Sport. Manchester City walk away with a most important win at Selhurst Park, 2-0 in the end over Crystal Palace, and they close the gap on Liverpool. Now, after that game, we did hear from a rather prickly Pep Guardiola. He'd been catching up with Sam Atterface. Congratulations. With all the problems that you had today, you got over many hurdles and performed what looked like a routine performance, but I'm sure it wasn't. Like yeah, that it's always routine when you win, when you lose against Wolves, we are a disaster. Yeah, yeah. It's always like this. So, half. So, we are a good team, and sometimes when the opponents are good, sometimes we have a bad performance, but it's not a routine. 
there's a lot of work behind of that. Yeah. Is it because of the fact that you work so hard on the training ground and you're so detailed with your you preparation? You cannot imagine to make 190 points, destroy the Premier League, creating a standards that never before has done, is because we work a lot. Mm. But of course, and it's, and it's not an open it training session. It. Yeah, it's always easy when you win. Yeah, yeah, it's always easy because we spend a lot of money, and uh, the others are a disaster teams. Yeah, yeah. When the balls win, is because they are exceptional. That so we are a, a disaster in this kind of situations. So I know how it works. So are you suggesting? I don't by like the way when you win is because it's easy. I don't like that. I accept the critics, but I don't like when the people can think about because we win and everything is easy. Because of course that that is not nice. You don't like it that people assume that it's easy, or do you not like the fact that it appears to look easy? It's not easy, because we do many, many good things. Well, that, and that's obvious that it's not easy, yeah. but isn't it sort of a compliment to your team that the ability of your players and the way that they work, they make it look easy because of the work that they do on the training Yeah, field? that's true, sometimes. Yeah. yeah, but yeah, today we were quicker and faster and we, we were better. The international rank is not easy. And Sanjus Park, they, here they create a lot of chances, except Benteke header in the last second part, and the shoot from, I think, Benteke as well, I don't remember, yeah. and the save from Medi both. Uh, we create a lot of chances, we have to be more clinical, so we we play quite good to score just two goals, and this kind of games, in Benteke score a goal, maybe we don't, win the, we don't win the game. And defensively, obviously, you've had to use two midfielders today. What's the situation with Carl Walker? Carl Walker is sick. Yeah. For a long time, he had the virus and has lost six, seven kilos, and is not fit. I think we we found what he has, so hopefully he can increase his weight and be better. And and uh, in the central defenders, yeah, they were good, so they, they played really good. Nico was uh, came back from Argentina with a kick two days ago. Could not train in training yesterday. The first training, I decide four days ago to, to play with Dino and, and Rodri. There you go. Credit to Sam Ateface for keeping Pep Guardiola there because by all accounts he was trying to run away multiple times in that yeah. interview. Um, <laughs> it sounds very prickly. And actually, mm. I, I think all Sam was really trying to do um, was find out his reaction to the game. I don't think he was trying to criticise at all. Mm. It, was an in, it was an interesting and perhaps a, an odd reaction, actually, from Pep Guardiola. Hard-fought game, that, with a depleted side. Mm-hmm. He's saying you can't imagine how hard we work behind the scenes. It's not easy. Everybody doesn't give them enough credit. He went on to say that actually in the press conference afterwards. He doesn't think they get the credit that they deserve for how uh, successful they are and how hard they work. Mm. Why do you think he's reacting like that? I'm not quite sure because I think all we've done for the last couple of years is, is applauded them. I mean, the record points they got last season. Um, we talk about the way they've revolutionised the way you play in this country, the, the formations, the play, playing out from the back, using your goalkeeper as ultimately an outfield player with the ball at his feet. So I don't, I don't quite understand where he's going. The only thing I can think of is that he's getting maybe a little bit frustrated because the people have kind of ripped them off, if you think about it. All of a sudden now it's, yes, Liverpool's title. I mean, we're, we're only, what, a few games in mm. and people have already said, yeah, it's Liverpool's league to win. Uh, Manchester City won't win the Champions League. They won't win the Premier League. And it's like it's all problems. And... and when, when your team plays as well as they have done for so long, as I said, put up record points and play in a, a way that we've never seen people play in this country before, the moment your standards slip just a little bit, you open yourself up for criticism because people are like, well, that's it. That's their balloon their balloon burst. Mm-hmm. So, but I think what Sam was trying to say there was paying a compliment by saying that <laughs> even though you've, your, your squad is depleted, your back four is maybe in a bit of shambles with obviously Laporte being out, Otamendi out, Stone just coming back, you've still managed to turn the performance like he did today and get the, and get the win. So I can understand where the frustration is coming from 
from but I think he needs to just take a step back and just realise that not everyone's criticising him but when your standards are that high and you drop just a little bit you're opening yourself up for people to, to throw criticism at you and it's only really the same criticism and scrutiny that every other manager in every other league has to undergo it's just that they have been so so strong for mm. so long that ultimately maybe it's, it's a new experience isn't it potentially yeah I mean but as I said, when your standards are as high as, high as theirs are and you win as many games as they do and w when your standards do slip a little bit and the, the performance they put in against, I think it was Norwich. Was it Norwich they lost to? Norwich 3-2, yeah. Wasn't good enough. Yeah. Defensively, wasn't good enough. And when, when people are telling them this, it's not nice to hear. Nobody likes criticism. But as I said, if it wasn't, if it really is their own doing because mm -hmm. they've been so good for so long that the moment, as I said, you fall below them levels, it's, it's so obvious. So people are going to say, well, what's wrong with your team? Why is this player not playing? Mm -hmm. Why is defensively you're not very strong? And as I said, it's, it's probably their own fault for playing so well. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. The Premier League All Access podcast is proud to be brought to you by Ladbrokes. There's a lot more to those 90 minutes than what goes down on the pitch. With the latest odds, form guides and expert opinions, you'll know the score with Ladbrokes. Odds update on Talk Sport with Ladbrokes. Are you in? Let's go. Play at ladbrokes.com, 18 plus, be gambleaware.org. T's and C's apply. Game day, your verdict on Talk Sport. And Everton have responded. Four straight Premier League defeats, which put the future of their manager, Marco Silva, in the spotlight. Five changes he made to the starting 11 today. His team responded. Even a couple of the players that he left out of the team and brought on from the substitutes bench responded. Most important of all, the fans, the Royal Loyal Blue fans responded today, got behind their team throughout, and they have rewarded him with a valuable victory, both for him and for a club, which suddenly will look at a league table, which will show them in mid-table. Final score here on Talk Sport at Goodison Park. Everton 2, West Ham United 0. Well, Marco, uh, congratulations. I mean, that was a, a great performance. You must be delighted with that. Yeah, really delighted. Like, we play football. Like, I saw our players playing football, winning a football game, but uh, performing this way. And everything what I asked them. The, we planned well the game. Um, they played in the way we planned as well. They stick in the plan. It's really important for me to see that. And after many, many of... Very good individual performance. As a collective, we did really well. Maybe as a 95 minutes was our best game this season. Very good performance, winning a game, clean sheet. 
score twice, maybe you score, you can score four, five, or six goals. But um, great for our players because they did a very good game and for our fans as well. We couldn't quite work out why the goal was disallowed when Mina headed in from the corner. Have you had a, an answer to the, from the, about that from the referee? No, um, he didn't explain to me. I asked him uh, why so many uh, free kicks inside one. I never saw in Premier League, to be honest. I never saw in Premier League so many uh, falls after corners and after. Unfortunately, it was for us again. Um, the goal to Mina was clear goal, I don't know why. I cannot understand, to be honest, but it's something I cannot control. Unfortunately for us, uh, many, many times when you are defending, um, the referees didn't see the, the falls. But it's football, we have to, to keep doing our work. Maybe the referee can explain. You, you asked everybody to step up to the mark, the players. They did that. I mean, individually, they were all excellent, weren't they, I thought. And the work rate defending was a factor in the game, I think. Yes, we did a very good game. Um, our offensive organisation with um, high mobility every time, enjoying the football, but with the mobility, what we planned as well. Um, very good reaction when we lost the ball. Our uh, two midfielders plus Alex, they did a very good work in our defensive organisation. Well, they, they, they sustain every time the our up front players um, Tom and Andre did a very good game and our back line was solid was, uh, with good concentration is really important and two great goals yes two very good goals we should score more and in fantastic moments with the team with Richardson as well and we score with Mina but uh, the referee disallowed the goal but uh, very good goals and we finish in a, in a good style with all the gifts of Sigurdsson pleased with the performance relieved slightly as well that, that things went well for you on this occasion particularly no, uh, the things went well for us as a football club, not for Mark or for A, B, C or D. The, the things went well for us as a football club, for us as an Everton football club, because you are a, you are a club, you are here, all, all of us working really hard uh, to achieve uh, our goals in the end of the season. Uh, was a tough, a tough moment for us, but we react as a team. And for me, it's so clear when you react as a team, um, as a, a strong club like you are, uh, everything is, is, is different, and you did that. Game day, your verdict. On Talk Sport. Now, Harry's a, a Wolves fan. Perry's been at uh, Molyneux today. VAR controversy there. Harry, you with us on the show? What do you want to say? Good afternoon, Adrian. I am, this is the final straw for me with VAR. Absolutely fuming. This happened. I went to the game against Leicester City, opening game of the season, where we thought we scored a goal. Limbs all over the stadium, and then we were sitting there, you know, just clueless for about two, three minutes wondering what's going on and then it got ruled out and it was almost a carbon copy again today. It's just making me think, you know, with Mario Menez, he got a goal disallowed first time. Fair enough, there was a handball. Second time, we're all going mental, going, yes, he's got his own back. Fantastic stuff. And then all of a sudden, you know, it's, it, it, it's so delayed. It was about 30, 40 seconds delay. So we're just, you know, I was going absolutely mental with my mates, having a great time. Then all of a sudden, it's out of nowhere, it just gets ruled out again, but there's no explanation. We're just sitting there. It's got to the point now, to be honest with you. Unless the system's improved, unless it's like, you know, I watched Rugby World Cup, there's always indications to the crowd exactly what you have to do. Unless it changes, I'm really going to... Honestly, I don't know if I can keep going to these games because to go from that ecstasy to the agony and it, for it to just be so bad, it's honestly really doing my head in. And I know a lot of the football fans are agreeing. There is no briefing for the fans as to what is going on. And, you know, after celebrating and going mad, just for it to be ruled out, as a fan, what's the point of going to the games? Well, Harry, let me tell you this. Let me tell you this. I mean, you think you had it bad, and it sounds like... I agree with you. I'm not a VAR fan. Get this right. At Spurs... Spurs put the ball in the net, there was a VAR check, and on the screen it said no goal, but the goal actually did stand. 
So they they had completely the wrong wrong information given to them. I don't hey. know if that's worse or better. Hey, who's chief of knobs at that stadium? <laughs> who's pressed who's pressed the wrong button? Well, he's got the right name anyway. Oh, exactly. But, but, but was it, let, let's first things first. On this goal at Wolves, which was uh, let me get this right. This was the first Wolves goal, right? That was ruled out by VAR. Perry, was it correctly ruled out? Yes, it, it was. And to be fair, on that goal, the assistant who's on the far side from where he actually flagged for handball. Um, Jimenez got booked. That was a bit harsh. You know when you're running through, yeah. it sort of hits your thigh and then it's your... Well, you said armpit. I think I think um, Nigel Pearson said armpit. Yeah, and on. it was it was one of those ones where if the linesman hadn't have flagged, you could understand it because it, it happened that quickly. But on reflection, that was the right decision. The so if it's the right decision, then are we just going to have to put up with delays I'd, and no, not I'd, knowing? I'll tell you why. Because if they hadn't have made that decision... You know, we, we, we've gone away now from clear and obvious errors. That was the, the big thing, wasn't it, with VAR? Yeah. was clear and obvious. That wasn't a clear and obvious one. You had to look at it, probably even us up in the, um, the press box, we had to look at it at about four different angles. And then you go, oh, yeah, it has. It's, he hasn't made, you know, two movements. You know, you make a movement towards the ball with your hand to flip it past. That didn't happen. The second one, I, I, with Harry there, it was, I'd say it was a minute and a half before anybody knew. Oh. Yeah, it's, it's extraordinary. Um, listen, Harry, thanks for the call. VAR issues at Leicester today at Wolves, as you just heard. That's Harry, the Wolves fan, saying he's not he's not sure he's going to carry on going because of the VAR problems. Game day, your verdict on Talk Sport. Talk Sport 2, full-time phone-in. Let's uh, just recap on this Haringey Borough story from the FA Cup fourth qualifying round today. They were taken on Yeovil uh, in a game in North London, uh, just up the road from uh, Tottenham, actually. Um, and uh, Haringey Borough... Uh, issued a tweet uh, over an hour ago saying sorry for the late update but wanted to make sure we gave correct information game has been abandoned following racial abuse horrendous afternoon it must be said that 99.9% of Yeovil fans are also disgusted by what's happened as much as we are one club one community the allegation is that the Haringey keeper was racially abused and the Haringey players walked off the pitch. The uh, Haringey manager, Tom Luizu, has uh, kindly uh, joined us on TalkSport 2. He is with Ian Abrahams. Moose. Thanks, Adrian. Yes, Tom is with me right now. Um, it's fair to say he's angry, he's upset, and he's going to tell us exactly what happened here this afternoon. Tom, I know it's one of the biggest games in this club's history. It's a very diverse borough. Um, people of all colours and creeds and race come to your games. Explain what happened. And I, I gather this was just after the hour mark, midway through the second half. Yeah, um, we conceded a penalty, and my um, goalkeeper um, went to the side of the goal to have a drink, and he was spat at, and a bottle was thrown at him. Then a second bottle was thrown at him. And um, just before that, there was a few uh, unsavoury chosen words said to him as well. Um, the referee halted the game. The referee saw the spit. He saw the bottle being thrown. And then another missile came onto the pitch, which hit the goalkeeper. Um, and then there was a little bit of a delay. We They took the penalty. They scored. And my number six, Kobe Rowe, went to pick the ball out the back of the net with one of their players. They both rushed to pick the ball up, one to delay the kickoff and the other one to kick it off like they normally do. And uh, Kobe Rowe was racially abused. Um, the majority of the players heard it. The referee said he didn't hear it. He's got earphones in. Um, maybe he did, maybe he didn't. I don't know. I believe what the re referee didn't, didn't hear it but it was more than one person what heard it. The Yeovil Town players tried to calm down the supporters. Um, I saw the effect it had 
on Kobe Rowe and a couple of other players. The game, um, the referee was trying to get the game restarted, but it was a group of players in the penalty box. And I just took one look at Kobe Rowe's face and my captain's face. And I walked on the pitch and halted the game. I said to the referee, I'm taking my players off until you sort it out. What did the referee say at this point? He, he said to me, is that your decision you're taking? I'm taking them off. I said, I'm taking my players off um, because I can't look into my players' eyes and see what I'm seeing and, and continue playing this game. Um, he said, we're trying to get the stewards um, to... He said, I saw the spit. I saw the missile. I've identified the person. We're going to get stewards around there and remove him. Um, it just carried on for two, three minutes. I felt like it felt for forever. And I just, um, <clears throat> what distorted me was the look on these players' faces, two or three of them. Um, you got to remember these players have come from Sunday morning football, uh, playing non-league football and done very well. Um, and they're not used to this. Um, they've heard about it. They've read about it. They've seen it. Um, but for them to actually be involved in it, it's just, um, it was terrible to see those players and the look on their face. And I felt I had to do something to protect my players. We, I marched them off the pitch, put them in the dressing room. I said, nobody get changed until I've spoken to the referee. I've spoken to the referee um, for several minutes. The game was halted by about 20 minutes by then. Uh, the referee said, are you making a decision not to go back on the pitch? I said, I will go back and talk to my players. Um, see what they want to do. But I did say to the referee, can you guarantee the safety of my players? He said, I can't do that. So I said, OK, I will go back and talk to my players. While I was talking to the referee, the captain and the players already had uh, spoken between them and they decided they don't want to go back on. Um, and I don't blame them, to tell you the truth. Before Adrian comes in, do you want to replay this game or not? Um, not really. The FA Cup, Last season, we had a fantastic experience, um, but everything um, has been taken away from us today. Uh, the work we had to put f go through uh, to get this game on, the safety aspect, refreshments, food, volunteers getting abused as well, uh, from what I'm hearing now. Um, the money would have been good. Um, the experience would have been good, but I can't um, subject my players to this um, it's up to the officials what they want to do. Um, the safety of my players comes first. You don't want to replay it? Um, look, personally, I don't know how we're going to replay it. Um, I don't. It's up to the authorities. My players want to play. Um, they didn't want to come off the pitch. Two or three of them. I, I just looked at the. I just looked at the, the face, uh, the picture their faces gave me, and I said, I've had to, I've had to take these players off. If the players want to play and we're given a replay, we're going to play it. We're not going to say, no, we don't want to play it. Um, it's just it's, it's just so fresh in our minds at the moment. I think we all need to go home, sleep on it, uh, regather our thoughts, uh, have a team meeting tomorrow, maybe tomorrow afternoon or Monday, and um, see what we're told while for it is and see what we've got to do. Adrian? Tom, in the, you know, in the heat of the moment, I can totally understand and I think you're absolutely spot on with what happened and the players yeah. couldn't, couldn't carry on. Emotionally, yeah. it must have been so difficult. But what you've just said there, sleep on it and see how you feel because, I, yeah. you know, you, you can't let... I don't know whether, you know, you, even you, your own club's tweet said 99.9% .9 of the Yeovil fans are disgusted. You can't oh, it's minority. Them, yeah, you can't let them win. You cannot let them win. I understand why you've come off the pitch today, but in my, my own view is you, you've got to, got to play the game.
the game. But you as an individual, your family man and you're, you're, you're a yeah. good man of North London, you know, you, you, I just wonder how you're feeling deep down and whether you ever thought that it would come to this. Well, look, my mother was in the crowd. My sister was in, my, in the crowd. My ne nieces and nephews were in the crowd. This is a family club. Um, but what got to me is the look on Kobe Rose's face, my captain's face, and a couple of others. Um, I can't, I couldn't take that. It upset me so much. I can't tell you. Um, um, look, we all want to be in the FA Cup, but this isn't football. And you're right, what you said. It's not the majority; it's minority. Um, I have a fan base which has grown by 174% in the last two, three years, and our fans haven't sung one abusive song in those three years. I just don't get it with people anymore. This is not football. This is nothing to do with football. Tom, you're one of the good guys, and I hope it all works out positively for you. And listen, really yeah. appreciate you taking the time to explain it all to us. Thank you very much. OK, thank you. I listened to the interview with the, the manager on TalkSport 2 a little bit earlier on, and the fact that he was saying that it was his decision with the players to walk off the pitch, yes, it's brave, but it shows exactly the same thing, which is a fundamental lack of leadership from the officials, because the moment that's reported as racial abuse they should be taken off the pitch. Yeah, so you think, you think the officials should be taking the game uh, by the scruff of the neck and saying... The England game the night was, mm. was a joke, you know. It shouldn't be given... It should, there should not be three opportunities for players to be yeah. racially abused before... Yeah, that, that there is, he's right in what you're saying about... The UEFA the, protocol. The, that is the worst, I mean, I said this in the week, it's the worst thing, because you're basically condemning someone... Look, sorry, condoning someone saying, you've done it once, OK, that's fair yeah. enough. Have another go at doing it. You've done it again. Okay, the third time that. Now we're going to punish you. It's just, this weight is three too. It's three too many. Yeah, three, I, three I, strikes and you're out, sort of thing. Isn't yeah, it? it's stupid. And it's even with wrong. the even it, with the ref. Can I just say? Hmm. Sorry, guys. Can I just anyway. say as well? Just on that, it, it is really important as well. That that three strikes and out thing is is completely wrong. And you know what they were saying about the Oval fans are right. It is a very small minority of the fans that have, have done that, no doubt. Mm -hmm. But it's always the same. It's always a small minority. Mm -hmm. And do you know what? If the referees were brave, and the moment something's reported, they they abandon the game. You know, me as an away fan, spending my money travelling to an away game, if if it was abandoned due to racial abuse, that small minority of idiots within whoever's um, fan base it is would be whittled out very quickly, they would be banned, and something would actually have been done about it, and it wouldn't continue. But for the whole time, it's left to somebody else to make a brave decision other than the officials. We're just never going to get a grip on it. You're, just, Jamie, you're never going to get anywhere. How do you think now the FA should take the lead in punishing Yeovil Town for this? Because ultimately, this is from their fan base, we understand. They will go and they'll find out all the facts from both sets of fans, from all the officials that were present there, and the players and the managers too. Do you think that they should take a very firm and a, a strong lead on this? And do you think that they should chuck Yeovil Town out of the competition? Because ultimately, when this happened against Bulgaria, that is what the majority of people from England were suggesting, that they shouldn't be in the competition you know, anymore. I I don't, I don't agree with that. And um, I don't agree with chucking the, the, the club out of the competition because no doubt the club will not be condoning the behaviour of those fans. No, but, but in know, the same when, time, it's like, earlier, it's like what you just no, said there, Jamie. It's like we just said, shouldn't you take a strong lead? Club, but, you know, I was at Molyneux earlier and I looked up to the stand and there was a CCTV camera pointing down at me. Now, there's CCTV cameras all the way around football stadia. But if, you know, if people have been doing monkey gestures or chanting or whatever it was people will know who it was that, that did it it's time for us as a community of football fans to police these idiots and actually 
get them banned. You know, yeah. yeah, of course, you know, you can you can punish the club, but the club are not the ones, and the majority of the fans are not the ones that should be made to suffer. The idiots that are doing this should be banned and should never be allowed no. to go to football stadium no, so again. I, so I think it should be expulsion. I mean, I get what you're saying there. And yeah, I'm all for the fans policing themselves. I mean, I said that earlier that I believe that eventually fans start to try and get rid of these guys who would be in the racism to say, listen, you're, you're affecting our club here and they kind mm. of police themselves. I mean, it might get a bit violent at first but eventually you, you'll, you'll weed them out do you know what I mean but I just think with expulsion like for Bulgaria speaking about Bulgaria that was their second time they did it mm-hmm. do you know what I mean it, it wasn't this their first time like a debut it, it, they've been they've been fine for doing that before so I think enough's enough you know what I mean? and that's that protocol we're talking about once, yeah. twice I think, think once you do it once you should be punished and for me it's expulsion they also had sections of the stadium closed mm. for that particular game I think they had two previous incidents of, of racism and abuse so yeah I mean ultimately look it keeps continuing there's no easy answer to this is there Darren you know we spoke about this earlier on and I said you've experienced it and and what do you do what what is the right thing do you walk off do you stay on and play because whatever happens you're punishing somebody Mm. you know if if you're walking off you're punishing the majority of the fan base that came and paid money to watch a game of football but you as players shouldn't have to be subjected to that sort of abuse it's it's not an easy conversation to have but as we've said already you have to keep having these conversations all I know is the FA are in a real uncomfortable situation because they didn't see this coming they yeah. obviously were quick this all week to point at Bulgaria and now it's happened to them today they've got a big decision to make because they've been wanting uh, UEFA to make this decision what are you going to do how are you going to punishment well now it's on their own doorstep so they're going to have to make a decision quickly I- I think it's an incredible move as well for Haringey to, to actually walk off mm. uh, and for Yeovil Town, for the, those players to agree with them as well and well, to say we'll abandon If them. they hadn't walked off, we might not have been hearing about it. Exactly. We, that's another interesting point you make there, actually, Darren, because there was a lot of criticism for media and for teams in this country, not for the teams, actually, just the coverage of racism in this country, that when it's on a, a large scale like England playing in a, in a Euros qualifier against a team like Bulgaria, everybody is very quick to say this is wrong. Yeah. But it is experienced, not just in, in England, but in the UK and in various different leagues and, and not necessarily more so as you go down, but it's reported less. Mm. And that's why it is so important because what they've done now is drawn a huge level of attention to this game and, and it's the right thing to do. Yeah, correct. I just wonder whether or not it will be picked up by other teams and whether or not we will see this. Can you can you experience do you think it would ever happen in a Premier League game? Yeah, I can see it. I think can you now see it happening? I think it's this iron open and Harring have done the right thing there. They've, it's like they've made a kind of a, a watershed moment. They've just gone, you know what, we're not taking this and walked off the pitch. Now as I said, if they had not walked off, would we have heard, we might have heard whispers about it, but it wouldn't have been as big as well. I mean we're talking about it now, other newspapers have picked it up. So as I said, for the FA, they're in a real uncomfortable situation. Let's go over and speak to the Moose because he is speaking to Harringay's captain Raheem Richard. Hi Moose. Hi, Laurie. Yeah, welcome back to uh, Crows Park, where uh, Haringey play, uh, Haringey Borough play, and was where this afternoon um, Haringey walked off the pitch when one of more when one of their players was racially abused. Raheem Richards, their captain, is with me. Raheem, first of all, just tell us exactly what you saw and what what happened. Um, literally, in and around a penalty was given at probably about the 60th minute, I think, or 50th, 50th minute. Um, in and around that time, there was racial noises being made I think monkey chants um, there was also also missiles being thrown that was at our players generally and obviously the goalkeeper as they're all standing behind the goal all of this is happening just before the penalty was taken after the penalty taken then even more racial slurs were happening and this time it was aimed at our centre half Kobe so that was a hard one to take um, well Kobe I understand is 
had, had problems before in terms of when he was found out to be diabetic and, and Tom coaxed him back to the club because he, he suffered with depression. What did you do when he was being racially abused? Did you go over to him? Did you, could you see that he was physically upset? Yes, it was actually funny enough before uh, there was, I actually saw a photo of myself and a teammate trying to keep Kobe away from the crowd that was racially abusing him. Like he, I think he just saw red. So obviously as teammates were trying to do the best for him, so we were trying to pull him away. But he was fuming. He was absolutely fuming. What happened then? Tom Tom took you all off because he felt that the referee couldn't protect you. And he told us on TalkSport earlier today, tonight, that the referee said that I can't guarantee the safety of your players. While you were in the dressing room, what happened? Um, we were just in there just talking amongst each other. Um, obviously, Tom wasn't in there. Chairman was out as well. They're all speaking to the referees, um, maybe small conversations with the Yeovil manager, just to kind of clear out what has happened or what they think has happened and what steps that they need to take to move forward. Did you want to go out and play? No, the decision was made. And when we came, when we came off and we came into the changing room, uh, spoke with a couple of my other teammates, and we just decided so we're not going back out. Funny, I know Laura and Darren want to come in. Just one more from me before they do. Do you want to replay this game? Yes. Reason Why? being, I feel that it was a good game. Listen, there was no hostility. There was nothing amongst against their players itself. And even saying that the majority of their fans were, they, they didn't do anything wrong. It's just this man your small minority which is a shame because that's just how it that's generally how it tends to be always is that small small minority that ruins it for everybody so having said that i would still i would still replay it yeah Laura, do you want to have a chat with Rakim? Yeah, absolutely. Rakim, first of all, thank you very much for speaking to us because I can imagine this is quite a difficult situation at the moment for, for you and your teammates too. Um, ultimately, just hearing you say that you want it to be replayed, I think, first of all, is a brilliant attitude to have. Ultimately, walking off the pitch, do you hope that other teams further up the league as well take a lead? Do you think this is the best way to deal with things like this? Um, I think I, I I do think so yes because if there's nothing else being done I think as players we should play our part as well. Mm-hmm. If you if you hear stuff like that, listen, you're not here to to be abused. We don't we don't turn up on a Saturday or a Tuesday to be held abuse at racial abuse, any form of abuse, and especially racism being such a big it is a big big factor. And if that is being thrown at players, I will support any player to walk off that pitch mm. if it's not at me if it's at my teammate I will support them Rakim have, have you experienced I know that you've mentioned in, in the past that this has happened before but do you feel like this is a situation that is getting worse um, it's definitely not getting better and mm. I don't feel like I see anything that will say you know what we want to eradicate racism. I know it's 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 all well and good that we have the kick it out shirts and the yeah. put come uh, end racism and all of that kind of stuff. But I think that there's the more there's more something needs to do be done. Yeah. I think something should be act that action. Just action yeah. something like action something, even if it's radical. Just action it, and then we can then we can move from there. Yeah. Well, I 100% agree with what you said there. I mean, I said this earlier about the, the kick it out campaigns. I'm, I'm not quite sure what it's actually doing because as, as long as I can remember, you know, we wear the sweatbands, we get wear the t-shirts a couple of times a year, throw the t-shirts to the crowd. But as far as actual action 
I don't, I don't quite know how we how we move forward with this campaign because there doesn't seem to be any kind of sanctions or anything that's kind of educating anyone about the racism or trying to stop it. It's just a case of, well, racism has happened now, so let's address it now. Then a couple of weeks' time, everyone will forget about it. Then another incident will pop up, and then it's like, okay, how can we? What campaign can we do this week? It, mm-hmm. There needs to be a sustained amount of time where it's like, all right, let's start educating people. I don't know. I mean, I don't know how you do that, mm-hmm. but it's got to be a sustained amount of period where we we try and tackle racism. It can't be like a one-off like one off time here then something happens today and then we do it again for another yeah, week and then we forget about it it's got to be constant game day the biggest football league in the world game day your verdict on talk sport the premier league all access podcast is proud to be brought to you by ladbrooks the latest odds we set them form guides we've got them expert opinions we share them the best fans in the world deserve the best be match day ready before the whistle blows with ladbrooks Odds update on Talk Sport with Labrooks. Are you in? Let's go. Play at labrooks.com, 18 plus, be gambleaware.org. T's and C's apply. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. 